Rhyme Tov, we continue in the Sefer Sha'arim Bitvila. This is our fifth and I hope final class on the topic of Rina. And I'm talking about praising Hashem and we should be full of simcha when we do that. And if you're depressed, it shows that you're really not happy with your Avodas Hashem. And in Section Yud Olive, he has a, a discussion about Psuke de Zimra, the verses of song that we say prior to the brachas of the Shema and the Shema. And he says the following. He said, we all know, the Talmud tells how important is davening everything in the correct order. As Gmar Shabbos says, Rabbi says, my portion should be like those people who finish the halal every day. And that means it's referring to Pesukah de Zimra. Pesukah Zimra is very important. On the other hand, a lot of times people feel it's very long. It's too long. I can't have Kavana saying all these words. It's a lot of it is Tehillim, a lot of it is poetry. Especially on a Shabbos and a Yontem when we add a number of other Verses of Tehillim. And we feel it's a big Tircha Gedola, a heavy load. So many Psalms, Tev Kavana. And also, we feel, okay, another praise, another praise, another praise. It's just, it's, it's kind of, you feel it's getting repetitive. And therefore, the words that are coming out of us, they come up very dry, without any newness and freshness from one psalm to the next. It's just over going over one idea. Praise and thank Hashem for everything He does. And one word after another and after another. And we figure, well, I guess big tzaddikim could understand it and have a lot of pleasure. It's taking a long time saying hallel. Now you go to certain places where there's big tzaddikim davening, they take a long time in Sukkot Zimra. Many Hasidic places a long time. Like, like you know, could be when you start from Brachas and going all the way on a Shabbos, it could take an hour, if not more. And they're really, like, mamish, enjoying every single word. But for a regular guy, it, is, it isn't any fun. It's a, it's a lot of repetition. So to this... We are being told by Rav Pinkus that it's not so, and everybody could acquire for himself a a taste of saying these psalms of Sukkot Zimra. But here is the trick, and nothing's going to be easy. Trick is not to look at the whole Sukkot Zimra in general, but to split it up, clause after clause after clause. He's going to give examples in a minute. So we have a certain uh, hallelujah. We go, Hallelujah, Hashem in Hashemayim, praise Hashem from the heavens. Hallelujah, Bam Ramim, praise Him from the higher realms. Hallelujah, all the, all the angels praise Hashem. So if you look at it superficially, he's just repeating himself three times. The higher elements praise Hashem. And then it goes on, Shemesh, Fioreach. The sun and the moon should praise Hashem. The stars praise Hashem. Everything in the, in the heavens is praising Hashem. Why do I got to say all this again? 
So what? It's, it is specified. It's trying to say. Yeah, but people. but 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 what are you feeling when you're saying it? It's all all the all the higher realms are praise Hashem. Finish. Why get to say it six different ways? But if a person really wants to enter into this avoda, you have to spend time not during davening, and think and use your imagination to understand the details and to see everything as a separate thing. Okay, need a little bit of good imagination. We say hallelujah, Hashem in Hashemayim. Praise Hashem from the heavens. Your mind should start thinking of the heavens and how they are praising Hashem. The heavens, they're praising Hashem. Try to imagine how would the heavens be praising Hashem. Hallelujah, Romim. We're going to leave the heavens and in our minds we're going to go even above the heavens. And they praise. And the halu kalam alachav. And now we're going to go to the world of the angels. And they praise. Halu called tzvahav. The armies of the heavens. That's mentioned in Yecheskel are higher than the malachim. And I'm only with them. And when we talk about the sun. We think about the sun, the powerful sun that gives life to the whole world. It's so much time, times bigger than the world. And imagine what it means that the sun is praising Hashem. And we're saying about the moon, you forget about the heavens, you forget about the sun. You just think of the moon. And we say the moon shines every night. And we try to imagine how it praises Hashem. So now he gives a marshal. So imagine, I'm going to expand a little on the most. Elon Musk with his uh, spaceships. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're on an Elon Musk spaceship. SpaceX. Okay. And you're able to travel through the universe. Okay. Now, from here, we can see the sun. Okay, it looks how it looks. How about if we go on a spaceship and we get like as close as possible to the sun without getting fried? Is it going to look the same as it looks from here? You think the sun looks the same in outer space as it does from here? Or the moon? You know, here, they don't look like they're so far apart sometimes, the sun and the moon. But when you're up in the heavens, they're really very far apart. So... What would it be if you could, if you could, you're in a spaceship and you're now going around the moon. You're landing on the moon. Maybe I've landed on the moon. And you're walking on the moon. Okay. So now, now that I've seen the moon, would you like to take a visit to the sun? If you could, if you could. Would you say I'm not in the mood? And if you saw the sun, are you going to say, I don't want to go higher than that? I don't want to see the Malachim, Michal, Gavriel. And are you tired from that? You say, well, I I saw the sun and the moon. Why do I need to see the Malachim? What do you mean? Those are something altogether different. Everyone is an entire entity into of itself. And one doesn't go into the area of the other. Let me give a different marshal on my own. Okay. Uh, You go, would anybody want to go to Europe? Let's say, so. sure. people like to travel. Yeah. 
Okay, you're going to go to France. Okay. There you go there. Then you come back. I said, go to Spain. I've been to Europe already. Well, no, Spain is not France. Italy is not Spain and it's not France. And Germany isn't any one of those either. And neither is England. And neither is Hungary. And you know what? Each one is a different country, a different flavor. So, well, I've been to Europe once. Once you've seen Europe, you've seen them all. Not really. Okay. And therefore, what you got to do in Sukkot is you got to break it down piece by piece. Hodu Lashem. What are you thinking about when you say Hodu Lashem? Give praise to Hashem. What does that mean? It means Yashikayach Hashem. Yeah. Yashikayach Hashem for my eyes. Yashikayach Hashem for my ears, for my life, for my parnasa. You get into the details. Hodu Lashem. And then we say Kiru Bishmo. Now I'm not involved in thanking Hashem, but now I'm calling out in His name of how I can praise Hashem to other people. Hey, know that there's a Kaddish Baruch Hu in the world. Hodul Hashem, I'm praising Hashem, but then Kiru Bishmo, call out in Hashem's name. You want to tell the whole world how great Hashem is. Do you know there's a God in the world? Hodiu Bamim. May inform the nations. Oh, we're going to go to the UN. I'm going to tell those morons, you know there's a God in this world, you idiots. You go to New York, you go to London, you go to Moscow, you go to India, you go to China. Holy Amin, let the world know. Okay, I'm not only talking about the Jewish people, I'm talking to the non-Jews who don't listen about the greatness of Hashem. And I want to tell you that God is amazing. Shirulo. Now you go back to your house and you sing again. And Shira, as we'll see in a minute, is and then we say Shirulo, Shirulo, Zamerlo, Shira is not Zemer, as we'll see in a minute. Everything, every little clause is a beautiful gem. Discuss all of God's wonders. You're not singing. You're not. You're 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 just you're discussing his wondrous. Imagine you're on a bus and you're talking to a friend and telling something amazing you just saw. He's hallelujah. praised with his holy name. Discuss how amazing and unique Hashem is. Do you know what amazing things Hashem does? You know what our Father in Heaven does? Okay. And He promises me that whenever I need something, the door is open for whatever I want. And therefore, all the shiros in the Tehillim, if you do it that way, after a while, you get used to it. But this takes time. See, nobody's teaching us these things. To go through line by line by line. It takes time. You got to sit down when you have some spare time and say, "Okay, I'm going to look at this paragraph of the the Sukkot of Zimra. I'm trying to what is each line saying, and to think about what each line means. Now, if you don't understand Hebrew, it's a problem. So you got to understand what the words mean, or at least look into English and feel. But there are different things. They're all little details. Again. Things in life that are important to you, you notice a lot of details. If they're not, you know, 
somebody who doesn't never saw a hockey game before. Right? You have a classic example: a spouse takes their spouse to a hockey game. One spouse is a, loves hockey, watches a million games. The other one never goes. But for Shalom Bias, they go together. So the one spouse says, I can't understand this game. They're going so fast. They're going so fast. Back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I don't really know what's going on. Score! What was that all about? Well, they got the little black thing into the thing. Whoa. And, and the person says, all I see for an hour and a half is people skating up and down the rink. Back and forth, back and forth, and, and hitting them, and punching them, and pushing them, and passing this little black thing around. But the expert knows, no, just see the grace, just see the move, just see the pass. It was such an amazing pass. It was spot on. It was. There's nuances. Every play has got a nuance. <laughs> and, and, you know, the real, the real deep fans, you know, they, they want to get a, a, a printout of every important play, not even the scores. Baseball, especially. An amazing check was at two minutes and 36 seconds. A great check. There's a breakaway opportunity at five minutes and 17 seconds, but it was stopped. And they go through the whole thing. Every minute is, is a different minute. But they ever say, what are you talking about? Just a bunch of guys running around, 12 guys. There's puck going back. And soccer's even worse. Because that, you really don't know what's going on. You can go on for hours and hours and never get a score. So that's how we look at Sukkot Azir, but to know every detail if you'd work. So, you know, start a small, start with a very short one. You can do Mismore Lesota, it's only four lines. Pick that one, go clause by clause, and see what is each clause saying. And for me to visualize what is the message of each clause, to see everything's got a unique point. So that is a big challenge. It's a big challenge, and that's what he said earlier in the book. You have to spend time, not during davening, working on that. So you spend time the night before. Okay, I'm going to work on a couple lines of Sukkot Zimmer. And the next day, you say, okay, for those two lines, I'll go slow and, and patiently think about what I'm saying and what's unique to every clause in these two lines. It could happen. You could do it within a couple of years. It could happen, but we usually don't start. And why don't we start? We go back to last night's Parsha class. Right? Breaking the homeostasis is very hard. And there was a source I didn't write. It's kol hascholos kashos. All beginnings are hard. And if you're beginning, it's not hard. It means you didn't begin. To sit down and go plug away, do two lines. There's only so many lines in Pesukah Zimra. I didn't count how many lines are in Pesukah Zimra. Lots of them. Uh, I don't know how many how many pages already is it in the Pesukah Zimra. Real, not the English, just the Hebrew pages. Ten. I don't. Let's say twenty. And let's say thirty lines. No, let's say six hundred lines. Okay. You do. uh, Two lines, two lines a day. Well, it's, it takes a year. Yeah, it takes a year. Okay, so do it in a year. 
Oh, hopefully we're going to live more than a year. <laughs> so it's worth the investment. Yeah. yeah. I once learned one of our classes important to finish the whole super Zimna. Yes. Uh, which, which is more important that we focus on a part of it? So what you do is you come a half an hour before everybody comes. I do that anyway, but the the question is a bit different. It's better less with more kavana than more without kavana. But what you really got to do is you got to come early. Davin's at 6.30, you have to be here at uh, quarter to six. I used to do 15 minutes before now. 5.30, you come and you work out, or at least do a couple lines slowly. But it's... It really takes a lot of time to do it properly. It's a shame. Remember we said in the introduction, we spend so much time dabbling every day. If you're not getting anything out of it, it's, it's, it's a terrible waste, so to speak. Okay, that's the Pesuk of Zimra. In Yud Beis, he now goes into discussing this idea, since we're on Rina, and the overall idea of some type of expression of Hashem's praises. So now he's going to get into two specific terms that go underneath this. One is called Shira and one is called Zimra. We got to understand the difference of what Shira... Now, in, in, in uh, Hebrew, Shira is song, Zimra is song. So what's the difference? And he explains like this. Shira is what we'll call the lyrics that express the praise of Hashem by saying words. Which is, let's say, the shira of Yaz Yashir. There's words. The shira of Devorah. The shira of Chana. These are words. The lyrics is shira. Zimra is one of two things. The most common one is the melody. The tune. And that takes a lot of Brains to make a proper tune that can really emote feelings, right? It's 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 a big chachma to make, you know. It's not just making noise; it's got to be the right tune. Or, or he says, Zimmer could be saying words of hollow, but don't without specifying specific miracles that they're based on. It just say general praises Tashem. But not for anything specific. Us Yashir is specific for the splitting of the sea. Chana, Dvara, specific things. That's Shira. Zimra is either melody or words that are just general words that aren't really specifically focused on the a specific topic. Now, there's a whole machlokas in the Talmud. Is the main thing of Shira? Is it the mouth? Or is it the tool, the utensil? Is it the lyrics or is it the melody? So that means it's the main thing of Shira, the words that you say, okay, and they're accompanied with some melody, or is the main thing, the melody, that's accompanied with words? It has to be both, otherwise it's just words. Well, no, you could have just nice... If you have words without a melody, you don't, all you do is your normal... Okay, but the main thing is the words. Right. The melody enhances it, but the main thing is the words. You can have a very heartwarming melody, but if the words are no, not heartwarming... The words are just tefillah. They're not... Uh, yeah, but the words won't match the melody, so... 
That's the question. What's the main? Sometimes melodies express a lot without even saying any words. That's right. That's the debate. But anyway, let's continue. So, what does it mean? This idea. That's what we call a niggin. A niggin is this zimra. A niggin is a wordless song. A person can have such feelings. He's so overwhelmed by feelings as they say, words cannot express my feelings. And there we just burst forth with a tone. Da 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 the words, Geschmack to be Yid, is also good. But what if you just have no words? You're so emotionally overcome, I can't say any words. So something's coming from deep, deep inside of you, it's just bursting forth. And they're experiencing sometimes in a psalm, you'll have the word Shira together, but before the word Zimra, where it says, for example, Shir Mizmor, Livnei Korach. And sometimes you have Mizmor and then Shir. The Zimra and then the Shira. Okay. Meaning to say that sometimes a person starts with a Shira, you start with lyrics, and you're saying your feelings and praising Hashem. But as it gets stronger and stronger and stronger, you can no longer express yourself anymore. And now it just goes into a into uh, into the melody. And sometimes the opposite. The person has a melody that's bursting forth and then he can't and he can't express anything and as time passes on he's able to express his feelings. And if you think about this, these two ideas of Shira and Zimra in a happy way are paralleling two things we learned before. Shava and Sa'aka when we're sad. Remember we said Shava is a strong request from the depths of your heart in a hysterical way. That's Shava. Okay, but and but you could still express yourself what you want. Tsaka is you're in so much pain you can't even say any words. So that's the same thing when we're talking about joyful thanksgiving. Shira is like Shava, where you're able to express yourself, to express great joy that you have before Hashem. And Zimra parallels Tsa'aka, screaming out. They're screaming out, Oi, oi! And then there is the Zimra. Oh, that's happy. You don't have the words for that. So that's what we really are understanding now within this idea of Rina. We have Shira and Zimra. Now let's take it another interesting step further. We know the letters of the Torah. Let's go back to a Chumash Sefer Torah. There are letters in the Torah have three parts to them. We have the actual orthography, what the letters look like, what an Aleph looks like in a Sefer Torah with the crown. That's one. Then you have the dots. You don't see the dots, but there are dots. And then we have the the, the trup, the melody uh-huh. notes. The melody notes. 
So what's the difference between all three of them? Well, the letters, that's really revealing what the words of the Torah are. It's completely revealed. The dots uh, give life to the letters. We know exactly how to pronounce them. And there's a better understanding. But what do those notes do? That reveals the hidden mysteries, the reasons of things. And we know there's three translations of the word ta'am, tes'ayin memsovis. Ta'am can mean a reason. The reason for something is called a ta'am. It could be a, a musical note. Or it could be taste. The palate tastes. Oh, it has a good ta'am. What a nice ta'am. So ta'am can be a reason. Ta'am can be a taste. Ta'am can be a melodical note. And they all really have one root. Let's say you see an amazing piece of dessert. Right? The uh, tiramisu cake. But I still don't know if it tastes good. I don't know what it's made up for. Take a spoonful. Taste it. Oh, I can tell you exactly what's in there now. That I've tasted it. I'm a sugars there. I'm a spice this and that. The taste reveals what's inside. What if you look at something really oh, tiramisu cake, but it's got they put, instead of sugar, they put salt. Instead of flour, they put uh, oats. Gluten-free oats. <laughs> Gluten-free oats. Instead of uh, chocolate, they put tar. But it, look, it looks the same. The two cakes can look exactly the same. So the taste reveals what's really inside, inside of that. And that's the same thing with the musical notes. What's really inside there? And what's the meaning? What's the taste? Where to stop? Where to pause? What's the whole concept going out of here? So therefore, the ta'amim... The musical notes, that's the idea of nigun. The nigun brings us the feelings and a real taste of what's going on over there. The words is one thing, but the taste. You know, you could have words. You know, the words, you read the words. I love you. Now, let's put a tune to it. I love you? <laughs> I love you. I love you. Now, is it different? No. Yeah. Do they taste different? No, that's absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I love you. I guess I love you. I love you. So that, that tune really puts a taste into it. So now we have a question. We could say, well, I understand when it says sheer means more. Where sheer is I starting with the words and then I stop saying the words and I start, I can't talk anymore. So I'm going from solely the lower level, the lighter level to the heavier level. I'm saying words, but not I can't even speak. It's like mamish, this is mamish inside. But when it says means more sheer, you start with the tune and then the words. What's the insight? You start, I'm so emotional overcome the tune itself is something, what do I need the words for? And it's a very important thing. He says, you're right. There's a very unique thing to the mismore, the melody. But the lyrics are also important. 
The melody is saying, I got a big feeling over here. But there's a, a problem, maybe even a danger, because I have such feelings, I can't express it into the real world. And these are feelings in the heart that have not come out to reality. And all you're going to have is the feelings and nothing more. But if after the zimra, if after the melody, we now have words, now we understand the detail of the feeling that you have. And this now becomes practical. The guy really loves his wife. He comes in. Oh, you're pretty happy. Yeah, but you don't say any words. And wife doesn't know what you're happy for. And now you're this humba bumba. Oh, I love you so much. You're the best wife in the world. Blah blah blah. Oh, so now I understand what's going on. You have to understand that excitement and enthusiasm usually comes from a general feeling. But God wants both. They're both important. There has to be an intellectual comprehension and a depth of detail. For example, you want to show. And you're saying, Hashem Aleikeinu Hashem Echod. With a lot of kavana. And what did you just do with that little kavana? You coronated Hashem over the seven, uh, uh, what do you call it? The hemispheres. The earth. The four corners of the earth. You remember, what do I have to say after Shabbat? What else do I have to say? Well, we go ahead. Those are the details. Yes, Hashem's the king of the world. That's enough, isn't it? No, 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 no. But how do you feel about it? Everything's from Hashem. Yeah, how about Shmon You already said in the first three brothers, everything's from you. Why do they got to go into details? Knowledge, tshuva, redemption, healing, parnasa. What are you here all for? You see, Hashem wants a general feeling and detail. And he gives a beautiful marshal. The marshal, you got a seed, a little apple seed. Now, what do we know is in that apple seed? The potential of a huge tree and thousands of apples. And if you buy an apple seed, you've bought something with an infinite uh, abundance. But if you don't plant it in the ground, all you got is that seed. Try eating a seed and see where that takes you. So it is with feelings and, and, and uh, comprehensions in general. Okay? There's, there's a great feeling. I'm feeling great. That's the seed. But now I got to flesh it out into the details, the smallest little details and to put a focus on those details, and that will make you cling to Hashem a lot more than that. And therefore, even after the Zimra, even after all the amazing feelings of, of, of melody, you still need to shear the words. And the main shira really is Papa with the words, like in Psuk and the Zimra, to go into the details. So therefore, really, there should be melody and feelings that are expressed throughout, and that's why it's called Psukah de Zimra, words that are with a melody. And really, the best way, and Sephardim do this a little bit, you know, they, they usually say, 
together the words with a bit of a melody. Ashkenazim struggle with this idea. They have a lot of trouble with the melody. Okay, then Rapinkas has an interesting footnote that we're not going to have time to get into. But we've finished the idea of Rina. So this ability to share this is really during Sukkot de Zimra. We should try to focus on the little clauses together and have some kind of niggin if you can. And the detail really shows how much love you have for Kodesh Baruch Hu. So Sukkot is like a seed. Do we develop it into the tree and with the apples and everything comes out of it? That depends on how much effort we do to work on the details.